Ready to do this? Let's do it. So, All right. Welcome to another episode of Grinds My Gears. I got with me today, professional boxer, Nick Fantauzzi. Did I, did I say that right? Yes, you did. I got the, Ita- I got the Italian, right? Yeah, there's a few ways to pronounce it, and you got the way we say it, so we say Fantauzzi. Are you uh, pasta Italians or pasta Italians? I'm, I'm pasta. I say pasta. pasta. You get pissed <laughs> off at least. Yeah, I have, I have a buddy. So um, as long as you, it's good. I have a buddy who, like every time you say it, Asta, he gets fucking mad. He's like, that's not how you say it, man. So, you know what? It's all the same, man. I don't care how you cook it, how you how you say it, as long as it's good. <laughs> as long as it's got some meat sauce and some meatballs on it. You're like, huh? Yeah. Anyway, uh professional boxing. That's one of it's that that's what you do for a living. That's what you're known for. Um, I mean We've you've talked about how you got into it and stuff like that. So I don't feel like that's not what we do on this podcast. We don't like the, any of that. We just talk like normal, right? So I, I yep. kind of like you got a fight coming up. Uh, I guess in March, right? Yeah, March eleventh. Any any news on that in terms of opponents and and stuff like that? They gave me a name. It's not uh, announced yet, but they gave me a name. It's my first fight in the super middleweight division. Yeah. Um, I fought my whole career light heavyweight, which boxing it's 175 pounds. Okay. Um, the last couple fights I had, I was underweight. I, um, I was like actually trying to gain weight for the fight. So, you know, we just said, you know, even though I'm a big, strong light heavyweight, they told me let's let's try you at super middleweight because you made like two fights ago. I was 170.8. Oh, so, yeah. so you're already low going into. Yeah, and I didn't even yeah. cut. I don't even cut. I just I'm in such good shape that you know why not go to 168. Yeah. And and boxers don't really cut that much compared to like MMA fighters. Like I know we're stupid when it comes. To, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, man, you guys are you guys are crazy for a lot of things. Yeah, like uh, one those, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was saying one those leg kicks. I don't want any part of that. Yeah, and two and two the weight cuts. <laughs> well, like even uh even the knees. Like last night I was I was doing a little sparring and like I caught a like a glancing knee and then my fucking eye got cut open. So. That that's that's the that's the, that's some of the stupid shit that goes on out of MMA. But like even like um, cause I've trained with a lot of boxers at, at Grants and stuff like that. Yep, they stay with you guys stay well within five, seven to eight pounds. And I and and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's because like because boxing is a lot different than MMA in terms of its physical demand. You guys are able to compete a lot more often and more frequently. Mm-hmm. that MMA fighter. So is that is the methodology of keeping the weight within that range because of you know the competition schedule traditionally like professional boxers get you know four fights sometimes five even more in a year compared to MMA where you're lucky if you get two, right? Yeah, you know, you're you're probably right and also I think the fact of wrestling like wrestlers from my understanding cut a lot of weight for the competitions. Oh, a ton, so, ton. Yeah. So a lot of that translated over to MMA. So this other guy who is not used to cutting weight says, oh, if this guy is doing it, then I should too, or else I'm going to be at a disadvantage. Yeah. I think that just spurred them. Like, I know some guys like, you know, 
I know Elias, you know, great yeah. guy. You know, unfortunately, what happened, and uh, it's really sad that he passed. But I remember he used to cut a, a crazy amount of weight before his fuck Like I've trained with him, yeah, you know, uh, before he passed, and uh, for one eighty five, that motherfucker was huge. He was like thirty <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah he, he 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 cut a lot of weight, but I mean, credit to him, his cardiovascular system was uh, next level. But at the at the same time, it takes a toll. Like for for me, uh, for example, like I've had a couple surgeries, and because of this uh, the the stupid pandemic shit, mm-hmm. I haven't competed in about three and a half years, well, and um, no no desire to because I do middleweight uh, mm-hmm. or, or uh, welterweight, which is one seventy. I have no desire to compete at one seventy anymore. Yeah. Uh, that like it's it was rough just getting there normally. Yeah. And I, I like now as I get older, I'm like, there's like, I, I don't want to be that miserable going into, <laughs> going into fight week. Cause you, yeah. you, you know how the, the pressure of a fight, the, you know, all the things are going, you're, you're exhausted. Cause you've been training for eight plus weeks sparring. And then to top it off, you've got to cut your body weight percentage by 20%. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's exhausting and stupid. Is that something that, you try to actively avoid like like keeping your weight like you said in really really close or even under just so that it's one less thing to worry about yeah i've always to be honest not not that i'm lazy i just because I, I work my butt off but i've always kind of fought out of my weight class like when i was an amateur i was walking around 185 pounds if i was lucky and i was yeah. fighting at 201 so i oh, fought yeah. guys that were cutting from 201 and then yeah i even fought i, I remember they even put stuff in my pockets on the scale because I couldn't get any fights at heavyweight, so I fought at super heavyweight. So I fought guys 230, 240, 250, and I was 190 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> Shit. So, so, yeah, when I went pro, I, I went to 175. My last amateur fight was 178. Yeah. And then I went pro 175, and then, you know, it's for me, it's easy. It's all – it's not – the work's there. It's just diet for me. Like, yeah. during you know, especially during the – like you were talking about the pandemic, during that, all that crap. I just focused on other things. I changed my diet. Now, like, weight for me is easy. Like, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to super middleweight. So most guys at my age move up in weight. I'm going down. Yeah. And that just shows you I'm in great shape. So the, um, the, uh, your amateur career was really long, right? And it was because you, you had a lot of injuries, correct? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you want to, what kind of injuries did you have? Cause I feel the pain. The same thing happened to me during my MMA career and and so like I kind of like to put it out there so other people learn from our mistakes right yeah and you know I'll, what you just said is perfect mistakes and the mistake I made was working too much not not just with training it was with training with everything yeah I you know I'd go work my day job so I'd work you know I'd be up at 5 a.m and I finish work at 3 30 4 o'clock um from there I go right to the gym I sleep in my car for half an hour I train I leave the gym. I yeah. eat something. I go back to the other gym. And if I didn't go to the gym twice, I felt like a bum. Yeah. So I overtrained, went to bed at one o'clock in the morning, woke up at five, maybe six o'clock in the morning. So lack of sleep, not, I guess, eating properly and, and just overworking my body, not just the training with work and everything. Yeah. You know, then that, that was like a, a couple of times I wanted to stop boxing because I'm like, you know what? My body's not holding up. I just get injury after injury because I'm not recuperating. I'm not recovering. 
Yeah, the same thing. Exactly what you just said there is what I did in my 20s. And that's like I I had I would fight once or twice and then have have to have a surgery and then I'd fight again. I'd come back and then have to have some sort of surgery. And that's been like the plague of, you know, my career. But it, it was for the exact same reasons. Right. It was like I was like I felt like I, even to this day, I feel like a bum if I have to take a day off because I'm like exhausted. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll be like. My, my wife and my kids be like, oh, stay home. Come on. And I'm like, no, I got to go train. They're like, yeah. dude, you don't have anything. You're in great shape. Like, what the fuck? And I'll be like, so I'll sit at home and I'll be moping for a good hour. I'm like, I feel like a fucking loser. And my wife's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> my wife is like, shut up, you asshole. You retard. You're like, one day is not going to kill you. You're not going to forget. You're, yeah. a black, you're a black belt. You're not going to forget how to be a black belt because you took a night off. Yeah. Right? And yep. I think that's a tragic flaw that every fighter has. It is. It, it's good. Like you're exactly right. It's a flaw because it's good and it's bad. Um, you know, it's good to work hard, but if you don't, if you don't listen to your body, if you don't take days off and you need, you end up getting hurt. So things that happen to me, like they're just nothing was from fights. It was always from training. Same. You know, yeah. I'm sparring. I hit a guy literally thirty percent. Hit him to the body. Just a little body shot. I I ruptured my bicep. I tore my bicep. So okay. I had to have bicep surgery. One day I go to training. I was fine. I get home, I go for a nap. I was exhausted. I went for a nap. I woke up, I couldn't move. My back seized up. I had a herniated disc in my back. And I was, nice. yeah. you know, stuff like that. You know, you know. I like, uh, I've torn my pec, right? And I like telling this story because people will learn from this shit. Is like, I was at home. Like, I went to work early and then I got off early. So then, you know, sparring's at one. So it's like 10 or 11 o'clock. I'm laying on the floor in my living room. And like, oh, I'm exhausted. My wife's like, well, it's just, you know, just chill. Maybe take a nap, go to sleep, do something light tonight. I'm like, no, I got to go spar. <laughs> I, I, I drag my ass all the way out there, spar. And I actually get through the whole session. Like, all the sparring is, is great. Okay, I make it through it. And then at the end, we're just doing some, like, light grappling stuff to, like, wind down. And I get put in a position where I'm in all the time. Like somebody's going for an arm bar. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. Like the elbows out. And then all of a sudden I just feel a ripple. And, oh. and, and that was the tear. Right. And, but the lesson was there. It was that you were exhausted going in there. Like your body wasn't ready for it. You're lucky you made it out of sparring without a fucking concussion or a serious injury. But like, I was already like severely compromised going in mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that one bad decision set me back, you know, eight to 10 months. Right. Yeah. So I, it, you know, we, it's a thing where fighters, you, you need to listen to your body, but also too, when you have something coming up, you got to say, fuck it. You got to go sometimes. Right. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, yeah. And uh, your boxing style, have you like over the years kind of mimicked it after other boxers that you kind of watch or is it, Kind of something that you've put together on your own. I, I guess you could say a little bit of both. Um, you know, I I try not to be too basic. Uh, I try to take things from all different fighters, like you know, fighters who I'll never be able to emulate, like Roy yeah. Jones. Like, yeah, never my style. I'm not like that quick, like little bam bam, get out yeah. of there. The, stuff the speed that he that he brings to the game, right? yeah, like just crazy speed. But what I'll do is take certain moves that he does and make them my own, right? Okay, and then. Yeah. Add in a little bit of the, you know, the Lennox Lewis jab, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. But you yeah. take little things from, and you kind of make it your own style. And that's kind of what I do because with me, 
a lot of people think it's awkward to either fight me or spar me because they don't know what, what the hell I'm doing. Like I'm going one way, I'm going yeah. the other. I'm this, you know, I kind of just like to diversify a little bit. Yeah. And uh, is that something that you teach? Cause I know you coach and you, and you yeah. teach as well. Is that something that you kind of teach to your students and your clients as well? Like to like pick things from that work for you or how do you kind of, when you're coaching, how do you kind of translate that message? So a lot of my a lot of my students are either beginners or they're you know a little bit of experience, not much. So I I just stick with them. I just stick with the basics. Yeah. You know, my more experienced people, we kind of deviate from that a little bit, and that's when you could help them. You know, watch videos, see what people do. Okay, or like even if like their body type and their style resemble certain fighters, I'll say, okay, look at that guy and see what he does, and you know, we go from there, right? But the, the, the biggest thing that I, I like stress my training is, is technique and just doing everything like, you know, like you're driving when you're learning 10, 10 and two, you know, yeah. today, you know, like that's how, you know, you're learning to box. Everything is tight. Everything's like, yeah. like when, um, when I'm training some of my students as well, like I train, I, I tell people learn textbook, right. Learn how it is to be done textbook. Cause like, you know, people come in the gym and they'll see like, You'll, you'll see this shit all over Instagram. Oh, how to do Mike Tyson's peekaboo style, right? <laughs> or or how to how to emulate Dominic Cruz's footwork. And I'm like, these are like specific things, or like Lomachenko's footwork even, right? Like yeah. these are specific things to specific athletes to specific body types. Mm-hmm. You're, ne- you're never going to be able to emulate Lomachenko's footwork. You're never going to be able to do what Canelo does in the ring. You're never going to be able to do the peekaboo style like fucking Mike did. Nobody's been nobody's been able to emulate those like to the T. You've never seen anybody box like Mike does. And he's been done boxing years, years and years. Right. I mean, he's doing some shit now, but that's just I think just he's he's just having some fun. Right. But like learn textbook technique and then as fundamentals and as you progress in the game, that's when, you know, I, I say good coaches say be creative, like start being creative and. And work on, you know, if you if you like to put your hands down to lure somebody in, sure, do it. But just be aware of the consequences that of the kind of thing. But don't like, you know, don't start your journey as a combat sport athlete trying to emulate another athlete. It's never going to work for you because your body types are too different. Your your brain makeup is too different. Your your the the way your body responds to somebody coming at you is different. So you, like yeah. like you can't do peekaboo style if you fucking are a counterfighter. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And one one of the things, because you touching on that, is one thing that I hate the most. And you know, you got you got to be you got to be proper. You got to run your business properly, right? If people yeah. message you or they contact you about training, you have to give them, you know, the time to explain things. But the one thing that I don't ever want to even bother responding to these people when they say to me, but I do obviously, but. Yeah. I I, I want to like what do you how do you teach and then I tell them no I don't want that I want to learn the the Mayweather style the Mayweather pad work <laughs> when they say that to me I just, I literally just want to block them like, yeah but you're trying just, to be a good businessman <laughs> but you're trying to be you know and just be understanding that people are excited to do something but yeah. especially if they're younger they they see the you know videos of McGregor and and Mayweather doing stuff and it looks cool or you know Ryan yeah. Garcia it looks cool but you never see them do that stuff in the ring. Yeah, but no, just doing this stuff like Mayweather's never throwing sixty punch combos in the fucking yeah. ring. No, I, but touching on that, like the thing, like I talked to, uh, I don't know, you know, Mathewson, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, I talked to him about this too, and I like to get 
all the uh, different boxers' opinions about this because mm-hmm. I'm coming from the MMA realm, so it's a little different. This YouTube boxing phenomenon with um, all these YouTube boxers, and you know, what do you, what's your thoughts and feelings about you know how this has progressed over the last couple of years? See, to to be honest, I'm I'm indifferent. Um, I don't look at it as good or bad. I I don't really care. There's always been you know, little, little scale, like celebrity boxing, this and that me as an athlete, I'm going to take it as instead of looking at, you know, one of these Paul brothers saying, Oh, this guy doesn't, you know, he just started boxing five years ago. Why is he getting this money? And I don't get that money. Instead of looking at like that, like kind of a jealous standpoint, look at, you know what, maybe I could get that money if I was, if I had the same network. So maybe that's my fault. No, I should build my network more, you know, I think it is for what it is. He's not fighting top guys. He's not going to no. be fighting top guys. He's fighting to make money and he's a businessman. And as much as I hate saying it, boxing is all about business. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it doesn't matter how good of a fighter you are. If you say you're only fighting for the love of the sport and you're not fighting for money, then you're either, you know, you're either very dumb or you're going <laughs> to end up brain dead. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, this, this, you know how tough it is. This sport is, is insanely tough. And, yeah. you know, when, when this, the sport's driven by money, you have to kind of act accordingly because you can't just do things saying, oh, I'm a fighter. I'll do anything. I'll fight anybody. I'll just do whatever I want because yeah. what happens in boxing? You lose one fight, you're a bump. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. It's, it's different than MMA. MMA, you can lose the fight, but, yeah. uh, you know, if it's exciting, people want you back. Right. But like in yeah. boxing, you know, the minute you you know you cross like you know three or four losses, it's like you're an extinct, like you're fucking done, right? Yeah. It's it's a, it's a is it a marketing thing or is it more of like I've talked about this before, like the corruption that goes in with boxing? Is it is it more because they can't market you, or is it because at the end of the day, you know you know once you don't have once you lost like three or four, fuck fuck you. Yeah, just for some reason, it's that whole, you know, Mayweather mindset where, oh, I'm so good because I'm uh, I'm undefeated. I have that zero. That's not why he's good, you know, but like I tell people this all the time. Here's an example. If Mayweather fought, sorry, when Mayweather fought Pacquiao, despite their age, despite, you know, any of that being too late, they fought. If Pacquiao would have beat Mayweather that fight, Everybody, not everyone, most people would say, oh, Mayweather's overrated. He's a bum. He never fought anybody. But then he won, so everyone's talking highly of him. Like that one fight, if he just made a couple of mistakes, one mistake, a couple of mistakes, all of a sudden his whole legacy is out the window. And that's, he kind of was responsible a little bit for that. But, you know, it's how it is in boxing for some reason. It's it's not like UFC where it's like, it's pretty much, that's the main, main organization where boxing yeah. you know there's so many organizations out there so many different champions that you know you they, lose, it, lose that is it because the because there's so many different organizations and so many different champions is it, is it the way promoters use to kind of secure their money by doing uh that and then like you know how like there's a lot of times you'd be like uh, you'll see a champion in a certain organization and you're like how in the fuck did the guy like he's fighting some sort of bum yeah kind of to pad his record and keep it like there you know what i mean is yeah. that is, is it a way that promoters use to kind of keep their cash cows so to speak yeah it's a, it's all about money it's like they're not going to make a fight happen until it's perfect and the money's lined up right because yeah 
you know, just like we're saying, you lose one fight in boxing, something happens, like, oh, all of a sudden he's a bum. Like yeah. that, why, like, there's no reason whatsoever, say, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence aren't fighting. Yeah. There's no reason. The only reason why they're not is because both organizations, uh, you know, both promoters don't want to. To lose their know, cash cow, right? If yeah. they lose one fight, then that guy, he's making, you know, not like he's significantly less, but he'll still make money, but that's how it is. It's like. like the, the good, a really good example of that was uh, not too long ago, three or four years ago when, you know, you had Wilder, uh, Joshua and, and Fury. And like everyone wanted to see Fury and Joshua, like that was that was the fucking fight. And then the politics and the money got involved, and you couldn't get that fight. And then along comes Ruiz, yep, <laughs> and he fucks the whole thing up. The minute he not the minute he knocks out Joshua, nobody gives a fuck about that fight anymore. Which yeah. I I still care about it. I still want to see it, but like the the. It was like a, a promoter's nightmare. Like whoever is in charge of Joshua's career, that was like the dumbest thing you could have done. Because if you're gonna lose to somebody, you want to lose to Tyson Fury. Yeah, he's the father, he's 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 the best in the sport right now, hands down. So like yeah. you padding his record and giving him whatever fights and him coming out like a fucking king and all that bullshit, and then he loses to Ruiz. And I'm not saying Ruiz isn't a great boxer; he's a great boxer. But I think. Ruiz fucked himself with how he handled it after because he was he was literally on top of on, the world on top of the world and all he had to do was just train. Like yeah. he 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 could have stayed fat. Like yep. he, he could have kept his belly, he could have stayed fat. All he had to do, all he had to do was keep training and he didn't even have to get better. He just had to just be at that same level when he beat Joshua, but he just didn't do it. He fucked it up. And because he did that, it made Joshua look worse, in my yeah. opinion. And because because yeah. Ruiz decided to fuck off, and 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 it made Joshua like Joshua beat him the second time. You're like, how in the fuck did he beat you the first time? Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And then yeah. and then the stain and Joshua's a great boxer, but the stain on his legacy would be like, well, if you were gonna lose, you should have lost to Tyson, or you should have lost to Wilder. One one of those two. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I should be careful about words, but I'm not gonna be. And this is about my market, right? Yeah. It's you know, it's all comes down to the fans. And I hate saying this, but it's true. I hate talking bad about them, but yeah, it's the keyboard warriors that have never stepped foot in a boxing gym or an MMA gym, and they've never seen anything. And they're you know, even I see it in my fights, and I, I see videos, people yelling of for me what to do when they've never <laughs> seen a boxing gym ever in their life, like yeah. Oh, jab. Okay, don't you think if I could have jabbed at that time, I would have jabbed? Oh, yeah, exactly. You're telling me to jab, so I just got to jab because this, and, you know, and then say you lose, then all of a sudden, oh, he wasn't that good, or oh, he, you know, this and that. You know, it just, it, that's the, the problem is like they talk bad. They don't want to watch the person because they think he sucks because of one fight. That's just how it is. The, the You know what annoys me? Oh, it, it goes well with my show. It grinds my gears. You know what fucking grinds my gears? And this is why I, so I stopped. I, I used to, when I was broke, I used to go and watch the fights at like uh, like a bar or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. And I would be angry the whole time because you'd be sitting there watching like a UFC fight and the, someone would take somebody down the line on the fucking ground. And I, the, the, some guy on the board, just get up. Get why, up. Is it, why is it you just get up? 
they're not they're not doing anything why doesn't he just get i'm like motherfucker like there's so much like like yeah. in terms of grappling like there's so much stuff going on that yeah it, it kind of looks like they're not doing anything but they're actually like like fighting for frames they're fighting position they're trying to get his hips an inch out of the way just so he can yeah. you know gain some leverage and then yeah. these fucking guys are yelling at the screen and i'm just like I'm fucking, I'm going crazy. Like, and I've already had like maybe one drink, right? So I'm right. like, I'm a lightweight. So I'm like already a little buzzed and I'm like, fuck. Dude. I, and like, this is where like, I'm lucky my wife like watches fights with me too. So she like, she like, you know, calm down. So then yeah. she, after a while when, you know, when life started getting better for us and I started making money, I'm like, no, I'm just going to order a fight at home. <laughs> I'm, I'm spending the same money going to the bar anyway. I just yeah. order at home and I don't have to listen to fucking people. And, and it's weird because I like to, when I actually sit and watch fights, whether it be boxing or MMA, I like to have all the lights off, like a, a nice cup of tea. I'll, like right now, I'll take CBD oil and get a little high and I'll just, I'll just be a little high and I'll just fucking watch fights and I'll like, and then I'm like studying, you know what I mean? And I'm like enjoying like the art of boxing or the art of mixed martial arts. And I'm just, I'm like, Ooh, that was really nice. And that that's I'm just sitting in the dark, like, oh, that was a really good move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Or I'll be like listening, I'll be like, fuck you, Joe Rogan. That's not what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're you're gonna laugh at me when I say this. I had one of those know-it-all experiences once when I was watching MMA. Yeah. So I was watching uh I was at a bar and I was watching um Anderson Silva against Chris Weidman, the first one. Okay. Yeah. So I, I believe it went one round uh, at first, like before it went to the second. It, went, it was going like, so I'm seeing him do all this. His hands are down. He's being all showboaty. Yeah. Some guy beside me starts talking. He's like, oh, he's going to get knocked out. Blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, Mr. Nordo, me over here looked at him. I'm like, no, nah, he's way, way, he's outclassing him. He's just, he's making him look silly. He's, he's not going to get, there's no way he's getting knocked out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> gets knocked out. Uh, I watched that fight at a bar, and Anderson's my my favorite fighter of all time. So, like, you know, when you you know when you watch your favorite fighter, like, you get really nervous for them, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. When that when that fucking happened, like, I was just like sitting. Yeah. And my 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 at that time she's my girlfriend, but she's my wife now. She's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Let's just go home." <laughs> like let's pay the bill let's just go home i, I don't want to talk about it. let's just go home i like i loved anderson like when he when i heard heard his music come on like i'd be like my heart would start yeah, beating yeah. a little extra yeah. that's that's how I, that's how much of a fanboy i was so that fight hurt my heart a lot yeah but, but beat up. <laughs> uh what do you think about that fight that he did with uh jake paul to be honest i didn't see it i just saw the highlights yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch. Yeah, it, it, it. You know what? I'm tired of watching those guys. I, I MMA stay the fuck out of boxing. Boxing stay the fuck out of MMA. I I I, I hate the this this uh compare. Yeah, this call. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's two different things, man. And if you can't respect respect each other's art, then what the fuck are we doing? You know what I mean? The worst thing I've ever seen of with all this and. You know, good for them for making their money. Yeah. I don't blame them because, you know, a lot of the Mike Tyson, Holyfield, you hear they're all end up broke. Mike Tyson, and you know, he's doing better now. But, you know, I don't want to see any of these old, older guys, you know, get hurt. And yeah, worst thing I've ever seen, I don't know if you saw Vitor Belfort and Evander Holyfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Evander Holyfield, just looking at the way he moved, I would feel bad if we were sparring, let alone, yeah. let alone fighting. 
Like yeah. I would even want to, he's a legend. He's, you know, accomplished more than any of us can ever dream of. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, I just felt so bad watching that fight. You see, he got demolished by Belfort and then Belfort's jumping on the ring. He's raising his head. He's going nuts. He's pounding his chest. Yeah. Just like a 60 year old man. Like Bel- Belfort is just to the tits too. Like he's, yeah. he's on every fucking chemical you can buy in Mexico and every other country. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, yeah, that's, do you think like for, for the amount of money that's in boxing compared to MMA, mm-hmm. why, why are guys blowing through their cash like that? Is it just because some of them come from, well, I mean, this could be said for a lot of fighters, not for me, but uh, some of them come from a lot of rough upbringings and they didn't have much. And if they finally get something and then they just, they just yeah. piss it all away or, you know, what I see it in boxing more than MMA because there's not much money in MMA. So it's hard to do that. Uh, why is it that that happens to a lot of the guys? It's probably, you know, I, I'm just going to guess, but it's probably because they don't know how to manage their money. And then they think this money is going to never run out. So that's just my guess. And, yeah. and then you know, they, they spend money, you know, they're around the wrong people. They get taken advantage of, uh, like they get taken advantage of. And you know, especially like you said, maybe a lot of them aren't educated. They didn't grow up knowing certain things about money or, you know, yeah. how things work or bad investments or, they hear an idea, they want to be cool, so they, they jump into an investment, then the investment tanks. Well, I just we just answered our own question because Mike bought a fucking tiger. That's the worst investment. Disposal of food, right? Like, uh, now, you're how old now? 34, 35? I'm actually 37 in May. 37, jeez. <laughs> uh, at that age, most people are kind of not looking to professional box or like do anything like that. Uh, now, what do, what is your like plans going forward? Cause I know like you spend a lot of your twenties in the amateurs and injured and stuff and yeah. you, you still feel fresh and like you're in your prime in your thirties. Yeah. But, totally. but at, at some point, like, what do you, you know, you know, life, right? Like, is, yeah. is there a plan that you kind of have? going forward in terms of when you want to kind of stop this or when you want to like maybe transition to, you know, just coaching? Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough question. Um, yeah. You know, I've always worked on other things as well. I'm working on other things as we speak, but you know, when it comes to boxing, I feel great. Um, you know, people are shocked when I tell them, you know, I'm, you know, 36 and people yeah. are shocked and, and especially in the gym, like you don't see me slacking. You see me working hard. I do, more than I should all the time. I, I do twice a day, most days. Um, when I start slowing down, I'll know. And yeah. I'm not not at that point yet. Um, I've been boxing for you know 16 years now, so it does take a big toll on your body. But I'm still still young. I'm still fresh. What it, you know, what you eat really does play a huge part in it. So I've always had high energy. So take the high energy. Take my proper diet. Taking care of myself. You know, I don't, I don't feel my age. I definitely feel a lot younger. And even though it's not a, you know, it's a young man's sport, I don't feel old yet. Do you feel like as you're getting older and still being able to compete, you're actually the, um, the craftiness is kind of coming out now where, you know, you got young guys that are, you know, yeah, they're good. They're athletic. They got yep. great technique, but because you've been around longer and you didn't take that <clears throat> punishment, yep. well, you took punishment, but you didn't take the, that head trauma in yeah. your 20s right um you're able to kind of use that experience to kind of you know beat them at their own game so to speak 
Yeah, hundred percent. Like now, I'm getting the craftiness. I'm still in great shape, and then I'm getting the craftiness. You know, along with that, especially over the last couple of years, um, you know, just especially during the whole, you know, COVID crap. I just yeah, I'm focused so much on my technique, and a lot of people, you know, weren't able to do stuff. I was still able to do a lot of stuff, not everything, but a lot. I was working out like crazy and I just worked on a lot of things and I got better. And, you know, even now I'm getting better every time I train every, every camp is better. And, you know, I find that too. Like I'm only 33 but because I've had, I've had, I'm on like surgery six. Right. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, but like every time I consider like stopping or hanging up, like, cause when my wife is like, if you get another fucking surgery, you're done. Then I have a, <laughs> then I have another surgery. And then it's like, if you get another one after that, you're done. Right. And then I find like, okay, I'm like, okay, maybe it's time. And then I'll like heal up and I'll go in and I'll be like, yeah, let me get a sparring day in. You know what <laughs> I mean? And I'll spar and I'll surprise the shit out of myself. Like I'll start beating up on guys that are like 25 years old and you yeah. know, or fighting pro and doing really well and i'm like holy fuck i just i'm like so like for me it's like i i wouldn't say i'm fighting for or i'm continuing and still have the passion to fight for love but it's like i'm seeing a lot things differently like when i was in my 20s uh in terms of technique i would just kind of fight i would just i would just get in there and i would fight and i would respond whereas i find like now especially with this time off that I've had and this kind of transition in life, like I'm a dad and all this shit. I'm like, I'm analyzing like the round will start and I'm like, okay, so he's orthodox. Okay. Yeah. So he's moving this way. He likes to move this way. Okay. Look, his left hand's down. I, whereas in my twenties, I wasn't thinking like that. I'm like, just fucking yeah. go, go, go. Double, <laughs> double leg, get him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You find that yeah. that's kind of how you're, how you're feeling and how you're processing fighting now. hundred percent. 100%. You could still take some of the attribute, the aggression, all that kind of stuff. But at the yeah. same time, you're a lot more calculated now. So, you know, and you know how it is too. It's, you know, on the outside, it looks easier said than done. People might see me spar and it's happened before. Oh, you know, if I would do this, I'd, I'd get you here. I'd do this. I'd do this. Okay. Then they're in the ring and they can't do it. They can't like do it's it. a yeah. completely different story. So, you know. I, do you find now too, do you uh, like setting traps? Like for when you're when you're fighting and sparring, is that something that you kind of do a lot of compared oh, to like when you were amateur? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, I've always thought of to be honest, like I've always thought of myself as a very intelligent fighter. I don't, you know, I'm very like aggressive. I put my, you know, I fight with my heart a lot, but I also don't put myself in bad positions. Like I don't get, you know, like you're talking about damage. I've never taken a lot of damage in my fights. You know, yeah. My last fight was the only time I've ever taken damage for a couple shots and that's you know you know that's i'm a little bit angry about that fight but yeah. uh yeah it is what it is we learn from it right that's 100 and now we i this is what i really wanted to talk to you about the covid crap oh, <laughs> right? right uh uh now the huge topic and it's a huge, like, huge topic it's huge topic. but like the first thing i wanted to talk to you about is like i know because I follow you online and I follow your career, I know how you felt about a lot of the stuff, right? And I asked this to to Josh Hill when I talked to him too. It's like, because you were feeling a certain way and you weren't afraid to express it, did you feel uh, any pushback from people in boxing or promoters? Or did you feel like people were kind of shunning you and and 
you know, it affects your, you know, your likes and your fucking, you get shadow banned and all that kind of shit, dude. To be honest, yeah. I I actually, this is kind of weird because I, I had both ends. I had people that literally would bring it up to me and they'd laugh about it, how dumb I was for my thoughts, right? Yeah. I'd have people literally laugh and make jokes about, you know, how the way I feel. All those people that have done that subtly tell me, you know, you were right. You know, yeah. but not, they don't even say it all right. But it's like, oh, I wish, you know, I didn't do this. I wish I would have thought this or, you know. Yeah. Then I had a lot of people that were supporting it and supporting me and saying good for you for saying stuff. Like I had countless people, even a couple of days ago, telling me, you know, you should just keep it to yourself about all that stuff. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about this or that. And the way I look at it is I'm not going to compromise my own, whatever you say, integrity, anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to say what I feel. And if that causes me to lose some ticket sales or lose some merch sales or, you know, I, I didn't have most, like most people that would argue with me still support me. They still, they know me as a person. They like me. Yeah. And I didn't really lose a lot of friends that way. However, um, you know, it did make people think differently. And, and I, I, to be honest, I don't care. I I don't care if people, if, you know, you know, if I, if I went against what I believe, then who am I as a person, you know, and people say, Oh, you're, you know, you're an athlete, you're not a doctor, you shouldn't talk about this stuff, just let the doctors talk about it. Okay, let the doctors talk about it. And look where that led us this whole time. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. They're, they're, They're brought up in the system, they're brought up to push medicine they're brought up to push treatments and look what happens like the whole world was shut down it's still kind of crazy like yeah. there's still like the emergency whatever going on like yeah and i felt i felt the same thing i was in a luckier position where um because i have my own business and stuff like that it didn't really affect me yep. as much um but my my position was always like 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 you said you should you should I think that's a problem with how we're living today is people don't express how they feel. Right. Yep. And, yep. and it, it, it's twofold. And I, I can see it from both angles because like one, you know, you have a job, like say you, your job is, you know, an accountant, right. And you work for this firm and they don't want you, they, they want an image a certain way. Right. Yep. Yep. And if you speak out now, you know, you're going to get fired or you're going to get, uh, they're gonna get discipline you, and Reprimand. you might, and you might, and you might lose your your job, right? And then there's also the perspective, like where we we see it from, which way you know, if you believe in your in yourself and in your thoughts, you should be able to express them, right? Yep. And I understand both, right? And and, yeah. and it for me, it was shitty that they even put people in a position or, or companies, for example. We live in a day and age where a company can dictate how you should or shouldn't feel about any subject, yeah. right? Um, whereas, like, it's my personal social media or my personal communications. Yeah. I can't yeah. express myself because I work for a company, and I and I and I get big company and corporation and the image that they want to pursue. But at the at the same time, uh, people have. Lo- I feel like the most what? Well, there's tons of things people lost, but one of the biggest things people lost over the last three four years is 
personal individuality. You're no longer allowed to be an individual and express your own opinions. You have to express the opinions of your, the company that you work for or the people that are around you. And if you don't, you're, you know, you're a fringe minority, I guess. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're, you're exactly right. And I feel bad for those people you ta- you mentioned where they're forced to think a certain way or do things a certain way because of the company they work for. And like this, you know, maybe you think I'm wrong. Maybe someone will think I'm wrong about this. I think it goes with anything. For example, there's athletes that say an athlete, you know, does something bad. They get in trouble with the law or this or that. Yeah. And then they're banned from playing the sport or this or that. You know, you're sure they're, uh, you know, representative to younger kids and this and that. But what you do in your personal life, doesn't matter what it is, shouldn't affect your work. Yeah. Unless it's something like, you know, if you're, I don't even want to say it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a teacher and you, you know. You're a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you're a pedo. Yeah. But you can't, you know, oh, this, this athlete uh, did this, so he can't work. Now he can't make money because he got in trouble for doing whatever he did. Not to say that's right, whatever yeah. they did. But, you know, I just think nowadays it's, it's you know, it's just too much conformity. And, you know, one thing that I said along this whole COVID crap that was going on, I know it's completely unrelated. Yeah. But, like, look at Muhammad Ali. When he dodged the war, you know, dodged the draft, whatever, didn't want to fight. Yeah. Everybody was saying, you're un-American. You're a traitor. You're this. You're that. You're shunned by society. You know, comes to Canada to make some money, did whatever he did. But then, you know, years later, he's a hero because yeah. of what he did, what he stood for. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, it's always, you know, what's going on. People just side with the popular opinion or what they're shown as the popular opinion with, you know, like these news outlets and stuff that are complete garbage. And they're they're just feeding people, especially older people who can't really think for themselves because they're brought up looking at the news. Yeah. They're getting fed information. Then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Oh my God, I have to listen to them. See the news said it. It's true. You know? And then that's the popular. I I, I like what you said. I like the example you brought up with Ali there because for example, you know, God forbid, I know shit's crazy in the world right now, but God forbid that, you know, we had a situation like that with a war again. Yeah. Right. And if you look at like something like, Ukraine and if you really study it and you realize that you know that kind of this is a regime change where it has it has nothing to do with with us right it has nothing to do with the west they like to say it does and it's a threat to yeah. democracy or whatever yeah. but like do you do you really think that me as an individual is going to leave my 3 year old and 4 year old and my wife and go to a fucking war and fight for Justin Trudeau fuck yeah. no fuck no <laughs> And if he drafts me, I'll say, fuck you. Come to my house and get me. I have my 22 here and I'm ready to go. Right. 100%. All right. I'm not going to do it. Right. And what would you call me un-Canadian for that? Not at all. Right? Yeah, they, they might. Right. Yep. But I'm as Canadian as they fucking come. I was born and raised here from immigrant parents. So I'm a fucking as Canadian as it fucking comes. Yeah. Through all the bullshit. I, I, I haven't left yet. And I've had every reason to. Right. And and I haven't. I'm here, and I I I speak up for what I believe in, and I I still love Canada with my heart. But I'm not going to fight in a war for, for 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 what I don't believe in. And even that, I, I'm not going to fight in a war for a douchebag leader, whoever it is. Even if uh, Trudeau leaves office and Polyev comes in, 
or whoever the fuck it, whoever comes i'm not gonna go and fight a war for you right unless you're gonna stand by my side on the front fucking line yeah. with a gun and willing to put your life on the line too i'm not fucking fighting for you right and 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 i think like muhammad ali had it right when he did when he did that and i think everybody should follow suit like it's not un-american or un-canadian no. to believe to believe that way you know what yep. i mean and I and it, it's just a shame that we've we've gotten to this point now i know like you've probably gotten some pushback from it but like what what are your thoughts on on like how it's kind of affected sport right because a lot of this woke ideology is kind of coming into sport now right yeah. not so much combat sport um i'll give it some time and i'll fucking get there but um what do you think about how this is like for example let's talk about like you know this transgender man men competing in women's sport i think it's fucking ridiculous it is it's insane it's crazy you know you're you're a parent you know i'm not a parent yet yeah you're a parent imagine your kids have to do a you know a physical sport whether it's Hockey, football, MMA, boxing, whatever it is. Yeah. And they're going, it's, it's, you know, your daughter is going against a, someone who's born a man. Yeah. You're, you're going to be okay with a man, born a man, hitting your daughter. That's, Fuck that's, no. it's, Fuck insane. It. It's, it's insane. It's insane. And the, the fact that we're ignoring the physiological differences, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was born a dude. I have, there's so many things that I can do that, you know, without even training, yeah. I can do better than a woman physically. And I, I'm not being a sexist big for anyone. Oh, you're training. right. Yeah. Like for, um, there's so many physical things I can do better than a woman. And there's a lot of things women can do better than men. Like physiologically, women have stronger hips, stronger legs than men physiologically. Right. Uh, but men upper body is physiologically stronger. Now, when you translate that to a sport like, say, wrestling, what yeah. the fuck do you think is going to happen? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. When you when you translate it to like, I know they're doing a lot in sprinting. Like they're letting biological men run it. Like, I'm not even a feminist, but like that's like totally against what feminism was fighting for for like yeah. 30, 40, 50 fucking years, right? Like you're fighting for equal rights for women, and now you're actually letting men take the rights back away. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. It's insane. And then the way people are brought up, like, oh, you can't say that about you know what? If you're an adult, and I, I stress the word adult, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You, you if you were born a man and you want to become a woman, do whatever you want, feel free. I don't give a crap what you do, go yeah. ahead and do it. But then when you want to bring your ideology of what you think is right. And then you want to compete as a man, born man against a woman. Like it just, it's insane. And the fact that anybody is even letting it happen is even more insane. Well, it, it's becoming accepted now. It's like, okay, whatever you want to identify as. Like <laughs> what the, like, well, like, how, like, how do we even like entertain that in combat sports? It can't be. No, no. It, it can't. Be. I mean, there was one MMA fighter and that was about it. But like, it can't be like, it's ridiculous to even talk about, but it's an issue now. You know what I mean? Like the the swimmer, you know that swimmer Leah or Tia or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. her name, like three hundred and fiftieth in the men's division, number one in the women. How do you not see that? Yeah, right. How do you not see that as an issue? 
Now, now, do you see this kind of changing, or do you think that we're going down the rabbit hole? To, to be honest with you, and you might call, call me like too optimistic or whatever you want to call me, but I actually have noticed more and more that people are getting fed up with this crap. Yeah. And and I, I actually like like I said, maybe just wishful thinking, but I think people are really starting to wake up and all this woke stuff is 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 not as strong as it was even a year ago. You know, yeah, and I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no, I'm wrong. I, I tend to I see glimmers of hope. I said I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh there's there's like little changes happening here and there, but at the same time, uh do you think that this is more of a political issue? Do you think that it's um, like if there is, for example, let's use Canada because Canada's fucked right now, right? Mm-hmm. If if uh, a government change was to happen, do you see it, uh, you know, reversing the role drastically, or do you think this is going to be in like another five six years before we actually see some real change in in these kind of ideologies pushing their way through? Here's the thing, like you, I know you mentioned Polyev, right? Yeah conservatives and you know i'm not going to sit here and say that i know everything about everything because i don't yeah but i think if they became in power and this it's hard to tell because everything he said everything i hear him say i agree with everything he's doing but then the the thing is though he's also a politician so you don't know if he means it or if he's doing what he's doing to get people on his side yeah however to, to be honest what he talks about and what he's doing it's it seems too good to be true and you know what maybe maybe it is just it's going to be great like i i I could see it happening because i don't see with the liberals and and ndp and all that coalition whatever i don't see things getting better at all with them you know and you know people say oh don't talk about politics i don't give a crap i'm talking about my life because my life and my kids future and the world's future is more important than me being a boxer and me making a little bit of money you know, doing what I'm doing now. There's yeah. things that are more important. That's what people forget. People are forgetting that there's a lot more important things than what you do for a living. Yeah, oh, right? for, sure, for sure. But there'll always be something you can do. And do I want to go along with something and, you know, let the world, you know, even though I'm not going to change the world, if a lot of people start standing up, you know, maybe yeah. things will change. And, and, and the, the problem I, I see too with Canada and the way it is, is like we for so long we, we said that we weren't like this, but then this pandemic brought it out the most. Like we are as divided as the US, we if not even more, right? And, and, and it's it's apparent now. People always be like, no, 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 the US is more divided. I'm like, no, we're just as divided, we're just silent, a lot yeah. more silent, right? We're not burning fucking cities down and and, and you know, like you know, the peaceful protests. Yeah, we're not, you know, unpeacefully broken, right? Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. But we're just as divided, if not even more. When you look at, like, how our system is kind of set up, like, you know, Justin Trudeau got into power with, like, 20-something percent of the vote, Yeah. right, of, of the population. Like, how, how can you say that this person can speak for an entire nation as big as Canada, right? Yeah. Um, with only 20% of people checking the box for him. It's insane. Whereas like, you know, the U S is not picture perfect, but, and by no means do I think their voting system is any better than Canada's, right? They're all, they're all flawed tremendously, but like you're having these 
and I think this is like more people are paying attention to politics now than ever, right? But um, you're having these people making decisions that affect your life that aren't representative of the true uh, majority in a country, right? Yep. And and if you look at let's let's take the 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 convoy stuff for example. <laughs> they they make it seem like this was like a hundred people. Yeah. These were hundreds of thousands of people who yep. supported it. And forget what you feel about the convoy. Some people disagree and I don't give a shit. Right? The 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 amount of people vaccinated and unvaccinated didn't freaking matter what they were. It was just what they thought was right and wrong. And I know I know people who 10 vaccinations, they fucking taken them all, they jabbed themselves to the tits, right? And they yeah. say everything that, you know, workplaces were doing, mandating it, you know, um, governments making people feel like shitty human beings because they didn't do something. Um, yeah. You didn't want to wear a mask, so you, you know, you're a grandma killer, right? Even <laughs> those people, I know people who are vaxxed to the tits said that was yeah. bullshit, right? And, that, and But they found a way, the media found a way to de- find it to make manipulate people to think that that was a small amount of people, right? 100%. And then they would nitpick on us, right? So if you posted something, like I have been shadow banned beyond belief, right? For the, ima- for the amount of shit I created and put out there, I've been shadow banned beyond belief. I can't, I can't, like I like now when I pick up my phone, I'm like, oh, a new follower. Jeez, that's great. Yeah. Thing. Right? Yeah. Because I will notice if I post a funny meme about somebody fucking falling down, I'll yeah. get tons of story views. Tons. Yeah. Hundreds. If I post something uh because I, you know, Trudeau or whatever politician, yep. uh, I'll get like 30. Right. Yep. Right. I and yeah, and I mean it, it's frustrating, no? Yeah. Very frustrating because it's like this is Canada. This is what you're supposed to. You're supposed to be the land of the free, you know what I mean? It's like America. Like, we're supposed yeah. to do what we want, like, you know, and say what we want, have our own beliefs. But now it's kind of like what they want us to believe. And, you know, you like, I'll be honest, a lot of times I start making a post and I, and I just don't even do it because I'm like, man, like, this is just, you know, I'm going to get banned. I'm going to get blocked. And then you can't see, you can't even say things that you want to say. Not even that you're afraid. You just don't want to get banned, like, completely, yeah. like. You know, your account could get taken away. It's just like a joke. And the whole thing with the convoy, that's the reason, despite what everybody anybody says, that's the reason why things got better. Yeah, 100%. Because people who thought the other way than me and you would say, oh, no, it was going to happen anyway. These guys are just stupid. They, they wasted their time. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. it only happened when that happened. And then I had people message me. Like, it was such a joke. I had people that I was cool with message me and say, Oh, I can't believe you. You think it's good. There's Nazi flags and there was Confederate flags. And and that was proven to be wrong. It's just the yeah. media hid that. 100%. And even, even though it was proven to be wrong, even if there was a couple flags that a couple people literally genuinely supported and they were there, that doesn't matter. That's one or two idiots or a couple idiots. Yeah. Like if you have 100,000 people, 500,000, a million people, you're going to have a bunch of idiots there. Oh, a hundred percent. But, but people take one little thing and they see it three or four times out of hundreds of thousands of people. 
and then they say, oh, look, they're all like this. Like, it's about freedom. It wasn't about anything else other than don't tell me what I have to do to my own body and don't tell me what I have to do to, to get a job and yeah. to work. And, and it's hard because I like so a lot of the people that I train, they're, they're in, they work for these big companies and they were the ones enforcing these policies. And I, you know, and for me, it's always business first. I'm, I'm trying, like, I, I don't let business cross any other lines. Right. But I, I, I want, if anything, we take away from this whole thing is I want those people who were doing these things, like, you know, like they're like, um, uh, pandemic amnesty. Like they're like, oh, you know, we were all afraid. I'm like, no, 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 you don't get a free pass. I'm sorry. You don't get a free pass for being a shitty human, right? Like when I was, when I am a shitty human, I either admit it or I accept the consequences. That's the, that's the fucking thing. Now I'm not going to say I'm going to be mad and pissed off at people forever because that's also me being a shitty human too. But you can't like when you have done, like I've had, grown men call me and cry to me because they were being forced to do something that they yep. genuinely didn't want to do. Yep. Right. And I had to tell them like, like, what do I say? Like, dude, I'm not in your position, but like, you have to do what's best for you. Yep. Right. And at the end of the day, most of the people were forced to take a vaccine mm-hmm. that they, they didn't want to take. Right. And, yep. you know, there's other people that are on the other end of this. They're like, Oh, I see, you know, with the truth coming out or we, we see, you know, things weren't as effective as they said it was, you know, things weren't as, as dangerous as they said it was. Oh, because you didn't wear a mask. You weren't killing everybody. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. You know, I'm like, well, it's not as easy as saying, I'm sorry. What we faced, what a certain amount group of people faced, whatever side you're on on this is one of the biggest prejudice I have ever felt in my entire life right and like i'm a fucking minority like technically i don't view myself as that i've never yeah. lived i've never lived in canada and thought myself as a brown dude yeah right i've never never that i've never walked into a business and been like oh i'm the only i'm the only color person i've never like yeah. right even yeah. when i went to the u.s to fight or whatever i've never felt that well i've noticed like i've been to ohio I'll be like oh yeah there's a lot of white people here <laughs> right but uh, I've never been anywhere where I'm like, I feel like that, but like, and I don't even tell anybody whether I've taken it or not. It's nobody's fucking business. Right. Exactly. Um, but like the fact that we can't see that, like, you know, we always talk about people are preaching about racial justice, racial and whatever. And I'm like, we were just the most prejudiced we've ever been to each other in the history of my lifetime. Right. For- and the fact that we can't see that and accept that and be like, okay, what we did was wrong. Yeah. Let, let's, let, you know, we can apologize. Like, I don't want reparations. Yep. Right. I don't want, you know, people that are like, yo, like, give me reparations for my aunt who was a slave 60 years ago. No, bitch, you're not going through that. You don't get fucking shit. Right. But like, I don't think, you know, people want reparations or, you know, for you to just say, I'm sorry. I think, People just want you to be like, we were wrong. Yeah. And I'm going to now speak on the side of right. And I'm not going, I'm no longer going to ridicule you for a decision you make, whatever the fuck it is, whether it's vaccines or your career or your life, your life choices. You know what I mean? But, you know, 
you're exactly right. But the one thing that I'm going to say is very negative, and I'm a I'm a positive person. Yeah. But the whole the worst thing about everything here is the fact that you know, as much as we want to, things are never going to change. Yeah. Look at history, all along throughout history. You know, when has the government ever wanted the best for you? Never, never, never. never. It's all about what they want for themselves, and all these things happen. All these bad things that happen throughout the course of history. And it's always their fault, their fault. And then all of a sudden you think, okay, now it's going to be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't get better. Once things happen, when shit hits the fan, something, you know, there's an excuse. There's there's propaganda. There's ways to manipulate people. And, and it shows. Like, I'm telling you, I'm not going to go into details. I've lost some very close friends because of this. Yeah. Same. Because of this. I they do. Oh, I can't see you. You you walk around without a mask. Oh, you know that kind of stuff. Like it was, yeah. it was insane. It was insane. And then you know, I got lucky. I got COVID very like early when it was like bad. Yeah, you know, the worst or whatever you want to call it. It was nothing for me. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. I was I was tired for two days, and that was it. And you know, I'm sure a lot of people you know got sick. Some people got really bad. I know people personally that got extremely sick like one little degree away from going to the hospital you know what people forget about this whole time is you get sick you get better yeah. you know the people that died would have died if they were sick anyway yeah you know it's like it, it just the whole thing is just completely insane and i'm sure you felt the same way where you know i hate saying this but i feel so much smarter than i ever thought i was <laughs> it's like, yeah like some of my friends have fuck, three degrees and they're this or that and they're completely ignorant and i was the dumb one the whole time and now i'm the smart one you know and some of them a lot of them still think oh you know whatever you know i just you know did what i had to do or you know believe what i had to believe but it's okay things are better yeah no it's not like that because you know i know some people that lost everything and those are the people that that i those are the people that i was standing up for and like i said before i don't give a yeah, I can swear on your podcast. I don't. Oh, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you can say whatever. You can say whatever the fuck you want on this thing. I don't care. Uh, I don't. I don't care what it did did for me or didn't for me because you know what? And did it get me anything? Like, no. Did people? No. You know, all the people that supported me, and I'm not asking for this. I didn't see all these people that were like, "Good for you for standing up." You know, it's not like I got a big influence, like a big support where all of a sudden people bought my merchandise. People this. Yeah, a lot of people didn't have jobs or money. It didn't do anything for me financially. Well, I think too one of the things where we're in a different position than everybody is because we were in the fitness and health industry anyway of like training people, and yeah. then most of the people we know are gym owners. Yeah, and, and our coaches, and so I had to watch a lot of the people I genuinely love and care for yeah. that have that have sacrificed countless hours you know, bringing me up over the, the you know, you, you, you know how it is when you travel to fights, right? Like they, your coaches don't make much money, right? They, in fact, they lose money traveling with you. So over, like I've done that for so long and I've watched these people develop really great businesses. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're on the verge of bankruptcy. You know what I mean? They're begging the government for money and all they want to do is teach jujitsu or teach yeah. boxing. Or teach like my Muay Thai coach is like Ashman. I just honestly, I just want to fucking teach Muay Thai. That's all I want to do. I don't, I don't want to engage in political shit. I don't want to say who's right. I just want to fucking teach Muay Thai. 
And I watched all these people that I love and genuinely care for lose almost everything, right? Gyms that I love are not existent anymore. Yep. Right. And, you know, a lot of people didn't see that because they got to, you know, work from home. They got their paychecks still. Right. Sure. And it, and they were they were good and they're like oh yeah sure i'll follow along no problem i'll do whatever because i still get my paycheck where they didn't get to see the suffering that we saw they didn't get they didn't get to see you know for those last three years i remember you know i felt like a criminal because we would go and train with boarded up fucking windows and i'm like yo i feel like i'm breaking a law i shouldn't feel like this for wanting to exercise 100 percent. and then like the one thing that's going to help you through this pandemic right it's yeah. going to be being healthy being healthy and, and, and to this day and it grinds my gears fucking <laughs> grinds my gears yeah. to this day there's no messaging saying that if you want to avoid you know getting sick whether it be covid exactly. the flu common cold heart disease you know eat properly yeah you know eat eat foods without preservatives mm-hmm. you know uh exercise daily you don't have to train like a professional athlete yeah. you know 30 minutes a day of you know cardiovascular strength training fucking yep. dancing whatever you know um take care of your mental health talk to people you know what yep. i mean go be parts of community events do things team sports whatever and you know those are the simple things that we like what's drink water yeah right right yep. those those are when people come to me like actually i need to lose 20 pounds i'm like drink water those are the simple fucking things and and still we are three and a half years plus into yeah. this bullshit. And the, that is not the messaging. The messaging is take medications. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I like some things I'll never forget. I remember driving in the middle of summer, seeing this woman walk outside by herself. There's nobody around. She's wearing a mask and she has a huge box of Taco Bell. She's carrying food like this at Taco Bell, yeah, yeah. and she's outside with a mask on. And I just look at it, and I'm like, like I just, I was driving, and I was like, this is insane. Like, people COVID's look, not going to kill you, bitch. That Taco yeah, Bell yeah. list. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And, and you know what? You you could say, oh, I was inside, I had my mask on. Sure. You know what? So you know, I do some things. You know, I do some acting stuff, some background stuff, some of that BS, and. You know how all those people are, and I'm wearing a mask when I'm at work. When I when I had to go to work, I had to wear a mask. It's either you wear one or you're not getting the job. You're getting sent home. You're not getting paid. Yeah. So I'd wear it. I put it down here, whatever. The second I had to take it off, I took it off. Right. And it's like as much as I wanted to say screw you, I needed money. I didn't yeah. care. I needed to work. I needed money. So I always put it down. They come to me ten times, put your mask up. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I just keep it down. You know, I don't care. You wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. But when, when you're seeing people, you know, they're walking outside and you'll go like 10 feet to them and throw the mask back up. Like, it's going to protect them. Like, when yeah. there's all the information out there that everybody saw that these generic bullshit masks do not work. Yeah. Yeah, you need an N95. And even then. Yeah. Even then. You, you're it perfectly. And- yeah. You see, how, many, how many people do you know that followed every fucking guideline? And still got the fucking virus. That's what I said. I knew people that stayed in the house for years. The moment they get out, they're sick. You yeah. know, kids go to school, boom, they're sick, sick, sick. They have no immune system. Yeah. Right? And everybody knew this stuff. 
I'm I'm not a doctor by any means, as we all know. Yeah. Right. But I it's just common sense. The the fact is though, this whole thing was done so well by them that people that I thought were the smartest people I knew showed me they have no common sense. And I thought of them as very smart people. And then they thought I was a complete idiot the whole time. And it just shows me like, and I hate to say it, right? It's the whole division thing too. But, you know, it just shows you how easily people can be manipulated. And the worst thing about it is when you start thinking, what's going to happen when something bad comes along? Yeah, when something really bad comes along, right? And people that thought like me are going to be like, oh, screw this. And then all of a sudden they're going to be dead. You, you don't because like you don't know what to you'll never know what to trust with until you till time time tells all right yeah but you know I remember when this first happened the first week I remember walking outside and I was like avoiding people I didn't know what the hell was going on yeah, I will say the same and like when I in retrospect I'm against lockdowns I'm anti you know they label everything as anti right yeah. like if you don't like pencils you're anti pencil now you know what I mean I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm anti-lockdown. I'm anti-lockdown 100%. Right. But like, I'm against lockdown. I think they're the the worst thing for humanity, right? The the, the dumbest thing. But even now, in retrospect, I can understand the very first one. I don't agree with it, but I understand because I was just like you. Like, we we didn't have information. Like, I'll admit, I wore fucking gloves into the fucking grocery store. And (laughs) for the first week, we were wiping our groceries like everybody else. Because we thought we didn't know anything. And then as and then in information came coming, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. You're like, hold on, wait a minute. That doesn't that doesn't wait a minute. And then slowly and I, I remember saying this to my my wife one day. I'm like, I'm gonna get it. She's like, What do you mean? I'm like, I'm gonna get this at some point. I'm like, I'm not gonna stop grappling, I'm not gonna yeah. stop doing these things. Yeah. Right? I'm not fighting anytime soon, but I do these things because I'm I love it. I love jujitsu, I love boxing, I love more. I'm gonna get it. Yep. Right? And lo and behold, I fucking got it. Yeah, it was it was a little shitty for like three days, but then yep. you know, like you know, like the human body does, it gets over it, and then you're better. But like, I can understand the initial fear, right? Yeah. As, right. as with everybody, right? What I can understand is is how as information came, and it was public information. Like they would even say it on the news, how it was distorted and manipulated so much that. People just seem to think that they distorted. It's almost like I can't even articulate this, right? Like the information was there and they presented it in such a way that you still were afraid that these things could happen to you, but the information was showing that you, it wouldn't happen. Yep. And the crazy thing is too, during this thing, right? A lot of people agreed with what, I was posting what I was saying. The majority, I'd say 98% of people that messaged me agreed with me. Yeah. Even though they did whatever they did or they went along with whatever lockdowns, I was doing whatever the fuck I wanted. Other people are actually following the rules. So fuck that. Right. But the one thing that I thought was so crazy, where's it going with this? Um, I had this good, oh, fuck. I just dropped it. (laughs) Uh, I got sidetracked. I got sidetracked. You, you're so you're so you're grinding your gear so much you forgot about it right yeah no 100 percent. but i started getting i started remembering certain things that i got pissed off <laughs> dumbass me it's okay it'll, it'll come back to you it'll come back but uh the um the the one 
like you were saying, like people getting angry at you for stuff, right? Like I remember. I, I remember what I was going to say, but okay, talk. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I've had a few people in the medical field, medical doctors, nurses message me to try to like, think, oh, this boxer thinks he's so smart. Okay. Every single time a someone in the medical field messaged me and we had a discussion, they ended up done. They couldn't say anything because they were proven wrong with everything. Yeah. Right. And I, I had people telling me, oh, you know, even about, you know, getting vaccinated. If you get, if you get vaccinated, you'll not get it. And I'm like, are you telling me right now that if you get vaccinated, that you won't get it? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, you should not be a doctor. You should not be a nurse. Yeah. That's exactly what I said, that you're, 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 you're a disgrace to the profession. Yeah. Because they were just going along with what they were told because when you're brought up in that field, everything that's in the textbook is what you believe. Whatever these people tell you is what you believe. So you well, were, you know. Even if you were a doctor and you questioned it, they were coming after you. Yep. Right. Yep. They were trying to silence you. And yep. um, like I have a, my, my family MD, like one of the things me and my wife did is after we got COVID, I wanted to do the blood test. Right. Yep. I was like, all right. And we did the blood test about six, seven months after we had COVID. Yep. Right. And we got the blood test back and our results were our antibodies were through the fucking roof. <laughs> right. My wife's more than me. Actually, I was yep. jealous. Right. I was like, damn. But so I, I call, I, my doctor calls me to tell me what the results were, right? Yep. And um, so I'm like, well, doc, you know, according to these levels, you know, this means my immunity is extremely high, right? He's like, yes, your, your immunity is extremely high. You should not have anything to worry about going forward. And I, and I asked him this way, and this is like, I'm not going to put his name out there because then, yep. you know, they'll go after him too. Yeah. Like as a as a doctor, he's I'm like, you, at this point, do you see any benefit to a vaccination for me? Yeah. This is an honest, honest question. And he's like, well, I'm not an immunologist, but as your doctor, there's no benefit for you. There but see you got a right? good guy. Yeah, he's like he said, he's like, I cannot recommend that you do something. Yep. When you know you are actually showing. A very high level of immunity there's no and he, he said this to me is there's, there's no research that i know of that will show that you will gain any more benefit from yep. doing this and i was like thank you doc because you're the first one i've talked to i've talked to plenty of doctors about it asking their opinion who just gave his general opinion as opposed to the the scripted uh, the scripted response yeah. right yeah. well yeah. you sh because the scripted response is well it doesn't matter if you've had covid doesn't matter if your antibodies test high you should get vaccinated to protect others around you 100 percent. Right? that's the script whereas you know what reality dictated was like you know if my if my antibodies showed that i was super low i, mm -hmm. I would have considered that action right like anybody else i'm like oh maybe i'm vulnerable to this thing but, you know, I had a, a, a actual real medical doctor tell me there was, you know, given my circumstances, my age, my already high, high levels of antibodies, that there's no benefit for me. And, and, and I'm, I'm not against it. Like, you know, when people say like you're an anti-vax, I'm not against, like, 
Well, I've gotten every other fucking vaccine there was. <laughs> right? Like, that's the, the when I was growing up, you, you know, you went and got a vaccine for shit, yeah. whatever the fuck, right? I, I'm not against this one or I'm not against any. I'm against the fact that you're trying to force it onto people. 100%. And 100%. it may not be in their best interest. Yep. And, and that was my whole problem with it. It's like, yeah. you know, you're not going to go and tell somebody to, you know, take a vaccine for shingles when they don't have shingles. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Or they're not vulnerable to shingles. Like yeah. I'm not, some people are going to destroy me for that, but fuck you. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you know, you're not going to go and take someone to, to take a vaccine for X. Or... If you had chicken pox. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Exactly. Right. So yeah. why, why would you tell somebody to do something to put a, something in their body that is not a hundred percent tested? Right. And, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson will argue, oh, it has been tested. I'm like, bitch, no, no. You yeah. ran some tests, but we're talking about long term study. We're I'm talking sure. about things that, you know, over time, see, like if 10 years down the road, there is an effect. Right. Yeah. Um, and now you're going to try and force people to do that. Like, I'm not OK with that on any level, yeah. regardless, regardless of how you feel about it. Right. And the yeah. one like I keep saying this, but the. What what they did this whole thing is literally like a master manipulation, and it's 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 actually insane how well it worked. Because yeah. even now, for example, all these athletes are dying, and you know there's more athletes have died in the last two years, and all that. You know all, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I know this is this. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that the thing is though, not even about the athletes, but you see a news reporter dropping dead. It's happening all the time. Yeah. But the thing is, though, a lot of people that thought like we're thinking in this and that will look for any excuse to blame the vaccine for anything that happens. Right. And I'm not saying these athletes because this this athlete thing doesn't make sense to me. But I'm just saying when it comes to certain things like, oh, you know, you hear about a 50 year old man that was healthy dies of a heart attack. The first thing people say is, oh, they're probably vaccinated. Right. The problem with saying that is you're kind of discrediting all the thinking that you're, you know, all of your thinking that you've had this whole time where, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know what you're trying. And, and, and I see that trend, too. And it bugs me, too, from because yeah. because I don't care whether you were or you weren't. It doesn't fucking matter. But like, OK, somebody drops dead. Right. You're like, oh, he's probably vaccinated. Right. It's probably a side effect. Right. And that's flawed logic in and itself. Right. Because. People die for all sorts of reasons. All sorts of reasons. All sorts of reasons. All, like, I mean, I mean, look at our our friend that we both know, Elias. He had colon cancer. What do you say? He got vaccinated, so he got colon cancer and died. No, like he had colon. Those are external factors of why. But I think the problem that is going on is that you know society, because of how well they did it, like you put it, how well it worked. It was all about that. Yeah. It's all. Um, you can't even bring up the question now. If you yeah. were to bring up, you know, is it a possibility that the vaccination caused this? Yeah. And if so, how can we fix this? Oh, yeah. you're an anti-vaxxer. No. Exactly. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm not saying that he got a blood clot because of the vaccine. I'm saying yeah. that we know that these situations have arise. You're right. Right? But, there's a there's a pattern. But, you know... 
he could have got a blood clot because he is eating Taco Bell fucking 17 times a day, right? Yep. Or he could have got a blood clot from because he was vaccinated three weeks ago. Yep. Why why is it so bad that I bring up the question that is it worth looking into this? You're right? exactly right. And, and and you know what I'm gonna say here on that note, then people will say, Oh, why why are you asking that question? And then you know what I'm gonna say here? I you had to ask me that question for me to walk into a movie theater or to meet for me to walk into a restaurant, yeah. which is none of your fucking business, but it's okay for you to ask. But now the tables have turned. I can't ask that question. Yeah. And, and, and we're not asking it out of like, you know, ha ha, you got a blood clot because you yeah. have, we're asking yeah. it because, you know, somebody genuinely, you know, as good people, we're genuinely like, yo, something is wrong with this person. Exactly. And we get to the root cause of it so that they don't fucking die. Right? So, you know what I mean? In the hospital, they were saying there was deaths that were COVID when they didn't, it wasn't COVID. COVID yeah. wasn't the cause of death. But they're classifying it as COVID. And we know this and we know it to be true. It's proven fact. But people just, oh, it's okay. It's COVID. It doesn't matter. It's under the rug. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'm going to bring this one. I haven't talked about this one on my podcast yet, but that, like that Damar Hamlin, the, the uh, Buffalo Bills yeah. uh, safety. Yep. Okay. You are a professional fighter as well as I am. You've been training. For yep. how many fucking years? How many times have you been punched in the chest, like really fucking hard? Tons, tons. Okay, tons. probably I'd say a thousand plus times a year, right? Mm-hmm. How many times have the exact, uh, you know, you know the excuse they use the the myocard the the he got hit at the exact time of the electrical impulse and that car. How many times have we been hit? So statistically. I should have had that same fucking thing happen to me. Yeah. Thousand fucking times. Yeah. I've been front kicked to the chest millions of times in a year, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that this is the case, but I'm yep. saying that that to me did not look like that. That looked yep. like that young man suffered a fucking vicious heart attack due to heart inflammation. And I'm going to just straight out say it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and until they prove me wrong, until he comes out and says something or whatever, great. If that's the case, I'm happy that he proved me wrong, right? Yeah. But that was not some freak fucking, you know, his heart, you know, he got hit at that. I mean, look at the hit. The hit wasn't vicious at all. Don't give me, don't give me that fucking excuse. That young man suffered because we know statistically 94, 5% of the NFL players got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We know, We know that for a fact. So there's a good chance that he was, yep. right? Um, it, it's happening, and that that was a vicious fucking heart attack. And I and I, I I'm happy that he's alive. And I hope. Well, I don't think he'll ever play football again. But I, you know, but like, why can't that conversation happen, right? Exactly. I, I I'm not saying that it is. I'm not saying that it isn't. You're right. I, I think that we it, like. Given that circumstance on that, and that was happening in Europe far more than it happened. It was just the first time it happened here, right? Yeah. And they said, like, I forgot I forgot the numbers, but it was in the last 30 years before the last two years, the number of deaths of athletes. How, how- it was like 3,000 something. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. And, and the fact that you can't even ask that question. It, it is disgusting in itself and like um at my at my church alone we have you know a lot of people who 
like I'll, I'll, I'll use this example, this one girl from India, she, she's from India and she had to come over here to work. So they, they made her take the shots. Right. And she got, she, within two days after her second shot, she got this profuse bleeding coming out of her, her nether regions. Right. So yep. she went to the hospital and she's like literally sitting on there with, they got towels seeping it up. It wouldn't yep. stop. And she told it. And first of all, they took hours to see her. Second, and then once they did see her, she's like, well, I just got the vaccine two days ago. This happened the first time too, but now it's even worse. And they're like, no, it's not the vaccine. They gave her some antibiotics and go home. I'm like, yeah. why are we so like, why is there some team against like actually investigating the root cause of it? If it yeah. is, like, you know, we should be wanting to figure these things out to help people and shit. You should want to figure this out so that you can actually make the vaccine better and actually effective and get rid of these side effects, right? But, but like the fact that we can't even ask these questions and then we're going in this big fucking circle. And then when you do ask the questions, you're anti this and anti that. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it just goes to show you everyone's become cello. It's all about money. Everything yeah. is about money. And that's exactly what this is about. This whole yeah. thing, we all know it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, we just been ranting for like an hour and a half about that. <laughs> yeah, one forever. You just, yeah, you can. Yeah, this the problem fun. is you, you'll never convince anybody. It's yeah. like their mind is made up. Like it's. it's uh, anyway, let's let's wrap this up. Uh, tell everybody about your next fight, uh, where it's going to be, and uh, and and how they can get tickets to come see you and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Right. Well, the tickets I don't believe are out yet, but I'm you know I'm obviously everyone knows I'm I'm with Lee Baxter Promotions. Um, I've had a few cancellations, um, quite a few lately and over the last like six, seven months, like multiple and an offer came our way to be on the Red Owl card. So it's in Brampton, Red Owl, um, uh, training center. So that's where it's going to be in Brampton. It's going to be March 11th and hopefully I'll have like more details soon, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting back in there. So, yeah, and, uh, where can everybody find you? online and, and that kind of stuff my instagram is nick underscore fantasy um social media facebook i have team fantasy and my personal nick fantasy but stick to the team fantasy one yeah and, you know yeah that's basically where you can get at me and uh you know i appreciate everyone uh the support and you know i just can't wait to get back in there <laughs> yeah man I'm looking forward to seeing you getting getting that w again right appreciate it, man thanks for thanks for having me on it, no, really... problem. it was fun we'll do it we'll do it again and uh, we'll uh, next time we'll do it. We'll make sure you got a belt around your waist, Canadian champ. Right? That's the last thing I was gonna say is that the thing that pissed me off so much is one of the things that pissed me off the most. Twenty twenty, uh, April twentieth, I was scheduled to fight for the Canadian title, and COVID happened. Boom. Yeah. And then you know, I, at my advanced age, two years, no fights. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we get get you back in that. Picture and the next time we talk, you got that belt around your waist. Rapping east tap. Yeah. Hopefully the next fight after this. All right, man. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you, Likewise, brother. man. Thank you. Right. Take care. Hey everybody, thank you for watching and listening to the Grinds My Gears podcast. Please head over to Spotify. Make sure you like and subscribe, as well as head over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the like on the video as well. And head over to GMG Podcast dot com to get all up-to-date info on the podcast as well as other special things that we have on that website